2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
2: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Boy,
4: there's a lot happening.
2: Yes, the world is uh, shifting, and uh, President Trump just uh, finished... A press conference where he declared a national state of emergency that comes with a lot of different tendrils and uh, public and private uh, shutdowns of which we've experienced these last several days. But this crystallizes the response.
4: The president received a lot of criticism after his address on Monday evening, which we both watched live. And, you know, I think a lot of the criticisms about uh, public officials right now are just misplaced simply because none of us know we're all in uncharted territories we're all doing the best we can so my tendency is to give a lot of grace to people who are who are in authority positions yes. um, now because it's it's just it's a lot to try to weigh um, and the decisions that you make affect so many people so anyway however I think he made some errors on Monday night when he spoke, some factual errors um, that were corrected in today's press conference, Agreed. which I thought seeing the combination of public sector and private sector and people being up there together with the president gave me as a person a lot of confidence. I
2: agree. So people are saying, well, now with the school closures, how dare you? Uh, two weeks minimum, maybe a month or more. I think you just have to get ahead of this thing and shut things down. If anything, you look at the model of China, where China, it was hard to sort of get a handle on what they were doing. At first, they were not transparent. You still kind of are anxious about their transparency and their honesty. But clearly what they did by sort of shutting everything down and making sure that everybody was isolated has put a really slow crawl to this virus. Look at Italy. Italy has not responded. Britain has not responded well. Iran has not responded. The virus is running wild. Hopefully, by sort of closing ranks, again we're going to though. Shut it down. Again
4: though, when we say that that uh, Italy hasn't responded well, we're not there.
2: We're not. So there, we don't know. But you can see the They certainly
4: have of cases. responded. Yes, but they've certainly responded. Now there's nothing open in Italy. Right. Um, so let's look on the positive side. Let's just say that what we just saw from the president and his group of advisors was really good. Um, It it gave me, like I said, confidence, but it also gave me a sense that there have been big brains in rooms trying to figure this out, and they've come up with a plan. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard times. It doesn't mean we're not going to suffer, some of us terribly, in the next few months, but at least – I feel a lot better than I did last night when I went to bed.
2: I do, too. Now, people will still say this is a media-created frenzy right. that the public okay, sector but, has picked up on. Okay. I have a hard time believing that. All right. So this
4: is another thing that I was kind of mauling around in my head today. There's no way to win if you are in a governmental position when it comes to a thing like this. Because if you uh, go in with all guns blazing and shut everything down – and then it ends up not being that bad, it seems like you were overreacting. If you say, it's no big deal, everybody go about your normal life, and the cases take off, then you're going to be accused of underreacting. So there's no
2: middle ground here. You have
4: to know that every public authority, whether it's your school principal, your superintendent, your pastor, your governor, your president, they're all going to be blamed in one way or another for doing it wrong.
2: I'm into that. So obviously, a quickly changing uh, position we're in right now. Uh, everything's shut down. I mean, you can just yep. count this. Most people, if they can, will be working from home, but the economy is going to crater.
4: No, what, I don't think so. The, well, the stock the stock market looked great today.
2: Look at look great, at, great
4: rebound today. Look
2: at what's happened with I mean, people who are independently employed. Look at people working the film business, musicians, mm-hmm. theater—that whole thing. The entertainment business is going to shut down. They're not going to do movie production now. Right? People are not going to gather in groups of, you know, what, ten or more. What? What? What will the recommendations be?
4: I—I th- I was surprised that that wasn't a part of what the president said today was when he declared would- a national emergency at around three thirty. I thought surely he's going to say no groups of, I don't know, two hundred or more. Yeah. You know, but he never said anything like that.
2: Are you quick to go out into a group?
4: I went out for lunch today.
2: Fine. But that we was people. We
4: went out for lunch yesterday. No, right. it wasn't 200 people, but there were a lot of people there. I chose to do it.
2: I did too. But what about church? I mean, we've heard that many churches have already shut right. down. Right. Some
4: churches have shut down. My church is open. We're going to meet on Sunday if nothing changes decision-wise mm-hmm. with the leadership in the next couple of days. No, we're all guessing. I, I, th- I think our frustration as citizens has to do with some weird belief we have that people in authority positions should know what to do
2: exactly well you got to trust those who are in charge to do.
4: you got to try to figure it out That's and everybody's right. you know i don't know i like to believe that everybody's doing the best they can i think it's important to say that we met yesterday and we decided that no matter what happens we're going to be doing our show so we're going to be here every darn day and, uh, we hope it, that you join us. and we hope that you join us. And you can find us online at Facebook, so 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. You can watch the show every day if you're working from home mm-hmm. and you want to be able to see what goes on in the studio. We'd love to have you join us there. Also, you can listen to us on 101.5 or podcast on any of the platforms that you get. But we are going to stay here. So if there are any kinds of quarantines that come up, we hope that we're, the three of us, able to kind of skirt around them since we're just a small number and we can get in and do the show. Right.
2: And let's be a community of thoughtful, engaging, intentional prayer. Yeah, Let's all commit mm-hmm. to that, right? Yep. Uh, we know right now that there are thousands of you who are listening. I'll pray for you, and i pray for your Mm -hmm. lives and for your livelihoods, for your children, for your parents. I promise to do this morning, noon, and night. So let us energize ourselves in prayer. And each other. Yes, and stay away from anything that is sick or ugly or dangerous that is a detriment to our walk with Jesus Christ.
4: Especially anything that promotes fear is something that we need to stay away from because we're not called to be people of fear, no matter what it's like. So I don't know. I feel optimistic. I feel optimistic about our country's response. I'm always optimistic about the victory uh, that God has won over evil in the earth. And I'm excited about the position that we have in history. because Me too. this Because this is our time to act like grown-up believers. And
2: at the same time, we should do due diligence, Wash right? Wash
4: your Would you stop? You touch your face not just once in my office, but then you put two fingers in your mouth. <laughs> Mike, it was before you arrived. I just wanted you to know that it happened.
2: I was having a sandwich and something got stuck, and I had to dislodge. You're
5: having it. my sandwich, by the way.
4: Hey, it's also Casual Friday.
2: I did. It is casual. It's Friday. Casual
4: Friday here on the Rhino. It's Casual Red Friday. Okay, so every since we started doing this, the streaming thing, like you know, I'm like dressed up yeah. and it's all like difficult. It's Please the show the mic cam. Can you pull the mic cam up? Duff, yeah. Okay. See hey everybody. It's Casual Friday for casual Mike fry, as well. Baby. Mm-hmm. So every Friday, I think this I think is going to be tradition protocol right. even.
2: I was doing Casual Thursday. <laughs>
4: He forgot. He no, showed up yesterday you know in some kind of outfit. I said, what is that? I just... What kind of outfit is
2: that? I'm not shaving. I'm just...
4: Uh, just Are you showering?
2: I am showering. Okay. Look, I am showering. I, but I'm struggling with this online thing of what is required. At first, I was like, I'll wear a tie. I'll Maybe I'll just... Uh, and now, I just... It's too much to be. I want to
4: say thanks. We had a record number of people who watched the show yesterday. What's going on? And... I think they tuned in because of John's outfit.
2: <laughs> I think. I I don't think I looked that bad. I don't think. I,
4: I... I'm not saying you were bad. I'm saying it was something.
2: Okay, something. <laughs> All right. See now, look. Now I'm being chastised for the you know.
4: It's we're in just, love. We're it's just... just kindness we're just... and in the interest of lightening the mood. Trying to
2: do a little radio show here. It's, Trying to do some radio. It's
4: the dress down show, social distance edition of That's the right. ride home with John and Kathy. And may I be the first person to tell you? Tell me what. Your virus weekend has begun. Fabulous. Okay, good. Let's Can all you, stay home. Yeah. I got no plans. Great.
2: I'm going to go to my Netflix queue.
4: And that's what we're going to talk about uh, at 440 today. If you're staying in, what should you be watching? What are you
2: watching? Are you reading? What from, are you reading? From
4: Vox.com, our favorite movie reviewer, Alyssa Wilkinson, will be here with us. We're excited about that. Coming up next, we've got the Post Gazette in studio with our good friend, Peter Smith. We're going to talk about the very first female composers in America in the 1700s who started right here in Pittsburgh. And of course, we'll talk to Peter about all the developments in area churches that have to do with the coronavirus. So stay close. It's the Friday edition
6: of The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. 101.5 W All of a sudden,
1: coming up on Love Worth Finding. When will Jesus return?
3: At any moment, Jesus may come. We're not
1: waiting on any
3: prophecy to be fulfilled. ere Jesus comes. And the first event for the church. We're caught up to meet the Lord as the judgment seat of Christ and then the marriage of the Lamb. Join
1: us for Adrian Rogers' Triumph of the Lamb series this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
7: It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand With Israel tour. A journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's SebGorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. The team at
2: MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bedsheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. For
0: your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike. Like their best seller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just ten ninety five a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food.
2: So if you're wondering about uh, Sunday worship, whether your church is meeting or not, it's one of these questions, right? I guess it's up to the individual Mm -hmm. parish or congregation to decide what's best for them. Right. Uh, the president has declared a national state of emergency, and there's no, uh, we haven't seen anything that says, you know, this is the line in the sand that you can gather with X amount of people or not. But uh, Peter Smith is with us. Peter is the religion reporter for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and uh, he wrote a piece um, that we we're going to talk about in a bit. But Peter, we're going to take advantage of your time here and, and talk to you about uh, what you're hearing from different congregations and uh, organizations within the religious community in Western Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show.
8: Good to be here, as always. <laughs>
4: So Peter, let's talk. Let's talk about. Wow, all of a sudden, my computer's making sounds. Peter, let's talk about um, your read on the. I don't know the feel of the religious community in Pittsburgh right now. There's a lot of anxiety in every community, but you know, religion is your thing, and that's the beat that you're in charge of. So, what what are the what are the emotions or thoughts that you're hearing from people in the area?
8: Everyone is taking it very seriously. I, um, yeah, Move I even, forward just a little bit more, yeah, Peter. Sure. There we go. Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, I, I, there are a couple of cases where I've heard religious leaders say, you know, at first I didn't think this was as big as the yeah. hype, and now I realize it is, and therefore, so we're seeing a lot of major congregations uh, canceling services for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are taking a week to week. Some have canceled it for the rest of the month, um, and we, a lot of weekday activities as well. So a lot of the, like the multi-campus mega churches, uh, Orchard Hill, Northway, they've. They've canceled services. They're going to live stream them. Mm -hmm. Um, The Catholic diocese is going to have mass, but um, there is a a Catholic rule that you attend mass every week. They've waived that rule. They've dispensed with it in the terminology Mm -hmm. of canon law, which means you don't have to go. Um, There always were exceptions, but now it's a blanket exception. So you don't have to go, but they're going to be there if you choose to go which
2: is interesting i mean i i think you know following along with the catholic church it's the first time in memory that i've ever known that you could receive a dispensation to skip mass
8: as as a uh, blanket one for the whole population right yeah, i i don't remember that either um and um what's interesting is in a lot of religious practice and i'd say probably evangelicals least so but uh, with a lot of traditions, it's very religion is very tactile, very physical, yes. very hands on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and of course, all the handshakes and hugs that goes across all traditions. But the you know, the, so the Catholic Church is for now for those that do go to mass, there's not going to be the common cup. It's just going to be bread only uh, for. Um, and and it, the practices is varying among like the, the Anglicans and Episcopalians, but okay. then you have other groups like the the Orthodox love to they 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 will show honor to icons by kissing them and
9: mm,
4: right
8: sure um, uh, Jews will kiss the Torah or uh, and they're either suspending that or really reserving doing doing some modification of that. So a lot of this sort of hands on. Um, reverence and veneration is is really being called off but of course the biggest way that it's physical is literally gathering together and and so yeah
4: right (laughs) and so that's the question what are the question I was going to utter is what are we going to miss by not being together I think that's kind of a stupid question I think we can all guess what we're going to miss I guess I'm wondering how long it can be sustained Right. So if this goes on for a week, it's one thing. If it goes on for two weeks, if it goes on for longer, I do feel like all of a sudden the idea of church is being infringed upon. Right.
2: Okay. So I've read that people were saying the longer it goes on, when the, uh, you know, the, the, People can come back that there may be a percentage who go, well, I really didn't miss it that much. Or, you know, the virtual church was okay for me. I kind of find it hard to believe. I mean, if you're committed, you're committed. If you're going to show up, that's been your your tradition. You know, that's what your need is. What do you think?
8: The only comparison I know of historically is the influenza in 1918 when – I don't know if this was true all across the country, but certainly in large parts of it, they called off worship for weeks. Basically, all public gatherings were outright banned. I see. And um, in at least parts of the country, and I'm not enough of the historian to know all of it, but obviously they rebounded. That was 1918. Right. We have enough history to look back. But they didn't have the option to live stream either. So I don't know what would have happened if people got used to live streaming or just got used to not going.
2: Mm-hmm. But, you know, live streaming is one thing. I mean, it's fine. We're here. But it's not like actually being there, right? There's a gigantic gulf, gulf Yeah,
8: here. You miss the fellowship. Um, yeah. I mean, it depends. on You know, if you're just going for the message, maybe you, you don't miss the in-person as much.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, you yeah. can stay home and watch somebody on television. And right? people often do anyway. Right. Yeah, but, exactly, uh, which
4: is why yeah. large part church attendance has been declining for the last 15 years. Uh, I want to talk about the arts for just a moment. And um, you wrote a, a wonderful article on a cloister in Ephrata, which is in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, that we're going to talk about after the break. But, you know, my husband's a musician. We have a lot of friends who are artists. John's from a theater background. And so in moments like this, when you see Broadway closing, when you see live concerts being canceled, yeah. you know, my husband's, you know, gig book just has big black marks in it now because people aren't gathering. It's a time when all of a sudden art becomes peripheral. It just kind of vanishes from our, you know, national understanding or awareness.
8: Well, live art does. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people working from home are doing a lot of streaming these sure. days. Sure.
4: Well, and like, let right, me tell you, there are a lot of fun, musicians that are still playing from home. Yeah. But I guess my concern is that you know, art gives us something that we don't often appreciate and is not, we can't quantify it. And so we also don't realize what we're missing when we're not able to engage in those things.
8: Yeah. I, I was at the chieftain's concert the other night at right. Heinz hall. It was cool. absolutely packed. And oh, good. You know, it, it, it was, it was very close quarters because it was packed. Right. And, you know, there was one point where the audience members and the dancers were all parading up and down the, the aisle. Yeah. And, and that and the was, that was Monday. Wow. It seems like an eternity ago now. I mean, look at how everything's much everything's so different. Speak. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, now that would almost be unthinkable, and that was four days ago. Yeah.
2: Wow. So it's a brave new world. I think yeah. everything is like stay tuned. Yeah. So do you have plans? I mean, are you yourself? Okay. I mean, you're a reporter. You're, you know, you've got a job to do. You're out with people daily. What will happen to you and, you know, press reporters?
8: Um, just continue to use the usual precautions. If I need to go out in public, I'll, you know— Bring the hand sanitizer and yeah. wash yeah. frequently do you
2: and do the yeah. elbow shake. And uh...
4: and maintain uh, appropriate social distance. You're right,
2: You're right. Although it's not happening right now, is it? Is this appropriate? <laughs> no. oh, this is appropriate. Well, I don't think
4: it is. I think there's a lot of inappropriate things going mm. on social distance-wise. I think we should. Okay. Yeah, when we come back, we'll talk about Ephrata. We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about art and the art that was made by the very first women composers in America. That's next in today's Ride Home.
6: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to students prepared for a world that needs Jesus schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com
10: when you've got water fire or smoke damage there's no debate you have to vote yellow Call service master of Greater Pittsburgh our team is ready to help 24 hours a day
11: the man, the service master
10: politics can be well dirty that's one mess service master of greater pittsburgh can't clean up but we've got you covered on everything else from water damage to smoke and fire damage
11: the man, the yellow man, service
9: master. and behold jesus met them on their way and greeted them they approached embraced his feet and did him homage. then jesus said to them do not be afraid Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from crosscards.com
0: upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals and i have an alphabetical list of them accountants administrative assistants animators architects you get the point when you need in-demand talent on demand upwork is how college career path these are major decisions high school students face help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach emily Milius. visit launchconsulting.io to learn more
6: Everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
11: Tonight, breezy this evening, otherwise clear and much colder with a low 30. Tomorrow, sun yielding the clouds with on and off rain and drizzle in the afternoon with a high 45. Tomorrow night, a little rain mixing with been changing the snow in the evening, mostly cloudy with a low 29. Sunday, partly sunny with a high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
4: We have the Post-Gazette in the studio today. Not the whole place, but the place we like best. Peter Smith, the religion reporter, is with us. Peter, again, welcome. To be here We're so glad you're here. So, in our first segment, we talked about local response to the uh, coronavirus. But I think I want to step back and give our listeners something else to think about, and uh, something that has given me a lot of thought time since I read your piece on March 2nd is this story of the very first female composers in America. Now, my husband is from Lancaster County, so the name Ephrata is familiar. I spent a lot of time in Ephrata. I had no idea. I knew that there was a cloister there. I had no idea the history of the cloister and that they were the home as I said of the very first women who composed music in America. So give us a little snapshot into who these people were and when they lived and established this cloister in Pennsylvania.
8: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting story and um the don't feel bad that you didn't know the first women composers were there because that's just been discovered. So uh but So it's, it's not was, that I haven't been paying attention. This was um uh if, to really go back to the beginning, you have to kind of go back to eighteenth century germany uh even seventeenth century you know after the thirty years war and uh, so Protestantism by this time is a couple hundred years old and there's there are these revival movements in Germany known as pietism which uh if you can define that, then I will assign you next to it to define evangelical yeah uh. um it's It's an it, amorphous it's concept. Very amorphous, but let's let's just say it's very internal heart religion, very devout, very, um, you know, a, a lot of attention on ethical behavior, uh, all these movements, a lot of involvement in the body. In, yes, yeah. and this was developing in various movements within denominations, separatist groups. So you have a guy named Conrad Beisel who was more of the separate uh, category. He brought some of his ideas from Germany to America. Now, everyone who had any sort of non-conforming religious idea was converging on Pennsylvania. It must have been – I wish I were a religion reporter then in Pennsylvania (laughs) because it was a real stew. Why was that? Why was Pennsylvania? Religious liberty. Uh, William Penn had this experiment in religious liberty because he was – yeah, he was the Quaker. But that drew the Mennonites, the Amish, the Moravians – um, Lutherans, all of them meeting up and kind of pinging ideas off of each other. And Beissel, Conrad Beisel kind of absorbed some of them from these, ver- some of each from different groups, set off on his own in the woods, but attracted a following. And next thing you know, here on in Lancaster County, which at that point in the 18th century was practically the edge of, you know, European settlement, mm-hmm. uh, arises this community, uh doing what they as German immigrants knew how to do building these kind of sturdy steep roofed building communal buildings and he starts there's a celibate sisterhood a celibate brotherhood then surrounding them this um uh, families that were supportive and attended services, but they were they had regular farms of their own. I see.
2: So, where does the idea of celibate communities, celibate women together in a house, exactly. and then a distance away celibate men?
8: Exactly. Yeah, they had these big communal homes, which, by the standards of colonial architecture, would have looked like skyscrapers—you know, four or five mm-hmm. stories tall. Wow. Several of them still remain. You can still see them. Original terms, buildings. original buildings. Oh, yes, historic, historic sites. Um, so uh bisel just had a very very strict view of like austerity in this life that's where the celibacy comes from that's from that's where you get um they, they would sleep on wooden benches with wooden blocks for pillows um uh, eve- nightly nightly yeah one meal a day they'd get up at midnight every night for
2: worship and they were not a sect of i mean these weren't anglicans or episcopalians no. this was their own following or interpretation exactly. of a christian faith
8: exactly yeah they they were pietists they met up with the brethren here they picked up some of their habits like uh, adult baptism mm. foot washing okay. uh, so it was just a blend and then he had some shall we say heterodox ideas of his own that uh, probably would not get him into a, a you know a mainstream Pulpit. I but see. Today. He had his own. Yeah.
4: Tell us where the music comes in.
8: They believed heartily in singing. Uh, they were, uh, as the expert that I quote in this story says, Christopher Herbert, they, yeah. it was a hotbed of musical competition. They just believed that singing brought them close to God. And they wrote their own hymns. They wrote uh, more than a thousand hymns. That's amazing. Just a their thousand own hymns. A thousand. Yeah. So That's watching- a lot.
2: We saw this video uh, on YouTube that featured Christopher Herbert. Yeah. yeah. Very well done. R- really beautifully produced. And he makes an excellent point that, you know, because they were celibate women together in community, there were no children to take care of. So because of that freedom, they were able to create they were. They were. a thousand and hymns.
4: And you think how hard life was for the average colonial American. Right. And how difficult it was. How many people lost children? How you know, the lifespan was probably in your for your life expectancy was probably in your 40s. And so to see these women that were devoting themselves to the furtherance of art and worship is, is an amazing thing.
8: It is. It
4: and is. it's a wonderful thing.
8: It is. And, you know, there were uh, a lot of him. There were numerous hymn writers in this community. Bysel wrote a lot of them. And over time, the kind of popular idea came that he wrote them all. <laughs> mm, but that was not and, the case. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the the few scholars, and it's not been that many, the, the few scholars that have been there and looked at this knew that that wasn't quite the case. But no one quite realized that. And they knew that women wrote the words to, to some of the hymns. What they didn't know is that they had written the music. And that was the new discovery.
2: Oh, fascinating. Mm. Yeah. So uh, in the uh, March 2nd article – uh, at Ephrata. Fet- uh, uh, Women composers may have been America's first. Y- you talk to this uh, scholar, I mean, pretty high pedigree. He went to Harvard and Yale and Juilliard. Uh, he's crossed a lot of bases. But but within that, uh, he covers the basis of uh, what it is to invite uh, the community into this fellowship. And the singing itself is very complex.
8: It's it's unique to them. They came up with their own system of notation. So a modern musician looking at that. Would so I looked not, at it.
4: Yeah. I was able to find it online yeah. and it's not any notation that we would recognize today. And in the video that John was referencing by Christopher Dylan Herbert, who you spoke to, he had to figure out how to, because he he made his own notation for his current singers, yeah. how to notate it.
8: What do you call how, it? decoding? Yeah. 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 And, and that's, and that is the main reason probably that, we don't know these hymns. We don't sing these in church. Even if you go to a traditional church with a hymnal, you—I don't think there's one hymn, one tune that passed into the general American hymnody because the notation was different. The community died out eventually, um, like the Shakers did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fate. That a lot of celibate communities have—they—they right. they don't get enough converts to keep going. But and the, the theology was a bit. Heterodox as well, so nobody carried on the legacy. Huh. So they tell just, us about tell you know, us about what heterodox elements they, did they practice? And um, Bissel Conrad Beisel, the founder, was uh, very focused on the uh, biblical image of Sophia, the the feminine personification of wisdom. Uh, He had these views about gender that because of the fall, each gender had lost something that it needed to regain. Now, he was not completely into gender equality, uh, but he did think that each gender had lost something of what the other had, that they'd lost a balance and that they needed to recapture some of that. Uh, Along the way, Beisel was the ultimate authority. Only men, I think maybe only him, I'm not sure, could preside at the the sacrament perhaps but women did have a fair amount of autonomy they had their own place they led their own midnight services did they have
4: any connection with the men in the other community who were also celibate oh, yes okay. they often
8: had like uh, communal worship together okay with the men what what about the what
4: about the music john and i were asking as we were listening to the music the the um it's written in four parts mm-hmm. and so did the men and women sing together
8: I believe they did. Okay. Yes. Although that does raise the question: What did they do at their midnight service? Right. They, they weren't singing separate? together, right? You know, did they? Did they? Did each? That's a good question. Did the men and the women each have four parts of right. their own? I or mean, did so they modify look, it.
2: And listening to Christopher Herbert, who brought these professional singers in from Manhattan, the the style of writing, I mean, it's very complex. It is. Is they,
8: uh, it, was, it was very sophisticated. They had their own sense of rhythm. It sounds like some other things that we're somewhat familiar with, but it also doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, I thought that too. Like if you listen to some of the, the a cappella Renaissance music, uh-huh. you mm-hmm. recognize it, but that's different. That's more polyphonic. This is more homophonic, which is more typical hymnody. But right, so
4: homophonic it's means that everybody's singing the same right. words at the same yeah. time.
8: A um, mighty fortress right. is our God,
4: just in four right. parts. Right, or what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. We're all singing the same words yeah. at the same time, yeah. and that's what this is like. But mm-hmm. it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like what I expected. Yeah. Let's put it that way.
8: Yeah, it's it's unique, and it all yeah. it all faded to silence for hundreds of years
4: wow and so just now these names these female composers are coming to light you included a couple Catherine hageman christiana lassell and uh, hannah lichty so after multiple hundreds of years we can talk about them as the first what some of the most distinctive american composers in the earliest days of the country
8: we I uh, don't know of any earlier ones. The wow. earliest one that had been known was around the time of the Revolution. So um, now th- there could have been more out there that Maybe we just do Maybe we'll discover more. About. Maybe right. we will. But he was, th- this researcher was just going through uh, – they had lots of manuscripts. They left behind – they did leave behind a big written legacy. And the, the biggest, most decorated, uh, ornate one is in the Library of Congress. And he was looking through it, and he was noticing these names – Connected to the hymns And it wasn't the writers of the words Because the writers of the words were already known These were different names And it became clear these were attached to the the music itself So it turns out that these women Who went by the, the names Sister Phoebe And Sister mm-hmm. uh, Keturah And Sister Hannah That they were the writers of these hymns
2: mm. It's a fascinating story
8: uh,
4: In these hard times Let's remember our artists yes. Let's continue to patronize yeah. them yeah. And uh, let them know how important they are to us and uh, it was a treat to read about these women. Thank you for this excellent piece, Peter. Thank
8: you.
2: Ephrata, women's composers, may, be in, may have been America's first. Peter Smith from the uh, Post-Gazette where he's the religion of You know of what, I'll post Join it us. on
4: our page. Uh, Ride right home with John and Kathy. Find us there.
2: Thanks, Peter. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you.
6: 101.5
5: woRD hi I'm Don Crow this week in the Christian Outlook, brought to you in
2: partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom, the coronavirus turns political.
12: It's politicized
9: because this is an election year. We have
2: all this and more. Be sure to join us and visit our website at
1: christianoutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states including New York. Offer not available In Washington, call 855 657 9910 for licensing terms and restrictions.
13: You see it on TV every day global turmoil, but these international events have kept interest rates low. At Cash Call Mortgage, we've responded by dropping our already low interest rates even more this year. If you have a mortgage interest rate above 2.99%, call us today and see how much you can save. Working with one of those big banks can be frustrating. Give us a call instead, it only takes a few minutes, and all our quotes are free. We're a direct lender and can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. Now is the time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. So refinance with Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-289-5013. That's 800-289-5013. 800-289-5013 800-289-5013
0: Guys, looking for spiritual food during Lent? The Catholic Men's Fellowship of Pittsburgh presents a free half-day workshop for men that'll feed your soul. Be not afraid. called to discipleship. Saturday, March 14th at McKee's Rocks Holy Trinity Church, noon to 5. Popular speaker and retreat leader Dave Van Vinkel explores fellowship formation and casting into the deep for the next generation. Confession and mass to follow. Visit the Catholic Men's Fellowship of Pittsburgh Penny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at EKExcavation.com.
2: Well, we're staying in. Have you been to the store? No. When's the last time you were at the store?
4: Uh, I was at Target on Monday.
2: Okay. so No, um, Tuesday. I went to, after work yesterday, I went to the Giant Eagle over here in Green Tree. Then Mike Mike, uh, went out to the Giant Eagle. He
4: went to our Giant Eagle. Mike and I share a Giant Eagle. Yeah. And he sent me a text and he said... Don't do come. not come here.
2: Right, it's crazy. So I mean, the other shoe is dropped, right? Right. People have so, caught okay. up.
4: Okay. So we're we're going to be staying in. Schools are canceled. Uh, perhaps your church is canceled. You can check with your local, you know, leadership on that. But we are now looking for things to do at home. Right. Right. So it's Friday. We're thinking it's not just the next two days. It might be the next two weeks. Right. What are we going? To watch
2: what happens. What are you going to do? Um, do you have things in your queue that you go, This, yes, I need to see this?
4: Yes, here's the number one thing I have in my queue that I have not watched yet is the third season of The Crown. Oh, yes, I'm very excited That's about an that. Excellent now, choice. Have you finished that? Yes, I have. And what's your response or your comparison season three to season
2: two? And well, one? it's sort of like apples and oranges. Because, you know, it sort of shifts because it's a brand-new cast, because the Queen and everyone with her, of course, has aged. It took a little bit of a while, maybe, you know, 10 minutes or so to go, okay, there's the Queen, there's Prince Philip I see, there's the Queen's sister. But then, it's so beautiful. I mean, seriously, it's a beautiful series. Because if anybody was sort of like snooty and you kind of go, oh, the royals, why do we need them? What's the what's their purpose in life? You get to see them yes, as really human I beings. So I, I love it so much.
4: I agree. I think yeah. it's wonderful. So we're going to
2: talk in a few minutes with Alyssa Wilkinson. She's a, a film critic. Uh, she has really got a finger on the pulse of what's in and around Hollywood. We'll talk to her about that, about what it is to be a freelancer, right? I mean, Hollywood essentially, like everything else, is shutting down. We'll take a break and come back and do right, that, okay? I can't wait. All right, stick around. Okay. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you going to watch? What are you going to do now that we're under lockdown? Stay with us for that.
0: When the brake whistle blows, why waste time on a sandwich run when your crew could have a home-style meat and potatoes meal hot and waiting on site? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides down-to-earth food for hungry crews of 10 or more. Try their bestseller, Roast Beef and Stuffed Chicken Breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and get back to work.
2: Windows or Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters, and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at or us, Pittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com com that's windowss I had a great time this morning with my dentist she just made me feel so comfortable to patients of dr Megan Stunk
0: she's more than a great dentist she's an answer to prayer she makes you feel so calm it didn't
10: make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth
0: we just love to talk about the Lord
1: and what's going on in our families I
4: am confident that when I'm finished that I'm gonna have a bright beautiful smile which I really wanted to have for a long time
0: she does fabulous
3: with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com.
1: From the creators of I Can Only Imagine and Mercy Me's Bart Miller.
3: Now we have an artist who's had 32 number one singles. Let's welcome
5: Jeremy Camp.
1: In theaters now.
5: They're getting married. I'm supposed
1: to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Based on the inspiring true story. He chose to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. I Still Believe. I still believe. Starring KJ Apa, Britt Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG parental
2: guidance suggested. Now play dot Well, those plans you made, forget it. No, you're staying in. Let's stay home. I believe, you know, people are rejoicing in this in some weird way, not to minimize the uh, the severe threat, but I believe it's every introvert's dream.
4: You mean the Babylon Bee headline, which is nation's nerds wake up in utopia where everyone stays inside, sports are canceled, social interaction forbidden.
2: (laughs) Okay, so if you're going to stay home, what are you going to watch? Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. She's a regular on our show. She is the film critic at Vox.com. Alyssa, welcome back. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you? Real good. Hey, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and
4: Alyssa, everything in your world has changed. You being an entertainment reporter for Vox, I mean, you're not going to the cinema. You're not going to the stage shows. What are you doing?
13: Well, uh, watching a lot of screeners at home and right now trying to come up with ways to help people figure out what to uh, do productively with their time while they are at home as well.
2: Yeah. Okay, Um, so you're in Manhattan. Now, uh, the theater's shut down. The movie theater's shut down. We know Broadway's dark. What about uh, the cinema?
13: So, no, a lot of movie theaters haven't shut down. A few of them have. Um, A lot of them instead are um, selling fewer tickets uh, so that people can spread out if they're going to the theater, um, which, you know, is a choice that some people are still going to make at least for a while. And it helps them at least recoup some of the cost of the movies. Yeah.
4: All right, so I think we need your help. There are all sorts of closings all over the Pittsburgh area. Just this afternoon, you know, high schools, elementary schools are closing, colleges, you name it. We're looking at not just the next weekend, Alyssa, but perhaps the next two weeks. What, my friend, should we be watching?
13: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of good options. Um, I don't know if this is available in your um, public library system, but there's a a, um, service called Canopy with a K, um, that worked for some people maybe through their colleges and universities, if not the public libraries, that has a lot of great films um, that are free to watch on your home devices. Hmm. So that's worth looking into. It has, you know, the whole A24 catalog and lots of classics really? and lots of documentaries. Yeah, it's pretty great. So it's Canopy, so, like um,
4: K-A-N-O-P-Y?
13: Yeah, that's right. So you kind of have to look up whatever libraries you have access to, but it's worth checking out. Um, if you, you know, if you have a library card of any kind um, to see if you have access. That's cool. So that's a really good option. Um, another good option outside of the regular old, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon options is uh, the Criterion Channel, yeah. which, criterion um, channel. you know. It's, I think it's about 20 bucks a month to subscribe. It streams to your devices or your laptop or whatever. And they have a lot of the films that the Criterion collection puts out. And Criterion is kind of the gold standard for film. So it's a lot of world cinema, classic stuff, um, old golden age of Hollywood, um, you know, documentaries that are deemed to be some of the most important um, in cinema. And uh, like, for instance, all of Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project. Um, movies that are on there, which means you can watch movies from you know different countries from places that maybe you never occurred to you, but this is a very good time to dig into some of that stuff, um, as well as you know musicals from the forties or um, you know movies that you kind of forgot that you saw a long time ago um, right. so that's a really good option as well and of course there's the regular streaming services you can go there too, but I think one thing that i 've been thinking about, one thing i 'm going to be trying to write on in the next week or two is you know if you're if you have this time instead of just mindlessly binging, why not find maybe a director or a country or a topic that you're really interested in exploring and like spending some time thinking about whatever that is um cool. and and I think. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of great options for people to do that hmm. now, um, in a way that we might not have been able to do if this has happened, you know, 25 years ago, and we didn't have streamers.
2: Yeah. So, so then, Alyssa, from your own perspective, give us an example. I mean, if it was you and you were going to dive into a thread, what what kind of a thread would that be?
13: Yeah. So I really like to watch entire directors Mm, canon because it helps me really sort of see their progression as a director. So, for instance, a few years ago, um, I I believe I was sick at home and decided to watch all of um, Stanley Kubrick's movies, (laughs) Okay, you know, is like pretty wild. But if you start at the beginning and you watch till the end, then you can start to see how their ideas shift or like how their filmmaking techniques from when they were still figuring things out show up in later Movies and, and you could do that with, you know, anybody. You can do that with Steven Spielberg. You can do that with, um, you know, with someone like Scorsese. You can find a director like um, like Agnes Barda, who passed away last year, who's really, really important to the history of French cinema and also just kind of delightful and really start at the beginning and watch as many of her movies as possible. So it's a great way to learn um, about cinema history. And it's something that I like doing. I like that because it's, it's a
4: positive I'm going to learn something approach instead of I'm just going to blow off a bunch of hours.
13: Right, right. And it also, I think it's good. You know, I know a lot of people are struggling with really big things right now. Yeah. But for those of us who, you know, we have enough food and we're healthy and we're just sort of riding it out. Um, you know, it's good to have like a project or something to do, even as a family or yeah. a couple that you can kind of sink your teeth into um, and, you know, actually make something of this time rather than just losing it to I don't know, watching something you've already seen for the thousandth time. That's
2: good. Alyssa Wilkinson, she is the film critic at Vox.com. Alyssa, obviously you make your business, you make your living in the film business. You've got to know a lot of people who work on films, whether they're, you know, producers, directors, gaffers, best boys, actors themselves. Uh, at, At what stage is the film industry active right now? Eventually, will it shut down like just about everything else?
13: Well, so a lot of productions have shut down already. Um, They are shooting, a lot of them, you know, they they kind of just put themselves on pause. So everyone's kind of waiting to see how this uh, rides out. I guess one thing you have to remember is that the film industry is very global. Um, You know, people are shooting all over the place. So one of the first ones that shut down was a few weeks ago, um, Mission Impossible. The next one was set to begin shooting in Venice for three weeks. And, of course, Venice was one of the first places in Italy that, you know, became shut down because of the virus, and they decided it, it just wasn't worth the risk. You know, movies are important, but they're not that important. Like, let's make sure people's families right. and health are okay first. So I think a lot of productions are grinding to a standstill. I keep hearing about new ones. Um, like, for instance, Netflix quit shooting its, its TV shows right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it could be that in a few weeks, Um, people start going back. It could be a few months. It's not the first time this has ever happened, though. If you remember, the writer's strike about 10 years ago led to a bunch of productions grinding to haul, and it meant shorter TV seasons, and it meant that some movies came out later. Um, The hardest part, of course, is that there's, you know, thousands and thousands of people who are living very middle-class, normal lives, you know, just living kind of salary, paycheck to paycheck who work in the business, and they're the ones who stand to you know, be kind of in a tight spot. So like most Americans, you know, people who work in the movie business are just trying to get by. Um, and so they're not all stars and they're not all wealthy. And those are the people who are worried about the future.
4: We're talking to Alyssa Wilkinson. Alyssa is the uh, film critic for Vox.com. You can find all her information on our Facebook page or on our website, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We've been uh, encouraging people in these days, Alyssa, to support our local artists. I'm married to a musician. Uh, John was in the theater for decades, uh, made his living that way. So people who are in film or people who are in visual art or whatever are going to need our support more than ever because, I was saying in the last segment, my husband's gig book just has big black marks. Marks through it because people are canceling things left and right. Um, But art has the ability to take us out of our current circumstance, and it gives us the ability to interpret our current circumstance. We need our artists so much. And so I know this experience, as difficult as it's going to be, is going to produce some amazing works that we're going to benefit from in the next years.
13: Yeah, that's right. And I do know that there's some performing artists who've even been exploring ways To you know, at least recoup some money. Like I've been hearing about people playing with the idea of using Twitch, which is a video game streaming service, to broadcast um, performances. And there's a tip jar feature on it, so people could you know tip the musician. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's some real creativity around that. It's not you know nobody should want to live in a world I think where we don't have regular human contact. But it is amazing to me what technology is kind of enabling us to be yeah. able to do. I mean, I teach at a college. We've just shifted to teaching online for the rest of the semester. But we had our first class on Thursday, and it, it wasn't the worst. Um, it's not ideal, but it wasn't the worst. Right.
2: Okay, so we're going to see an explosion then of small screens. I mean, people are already of uh, canceled church, but instead of canceling church, we're going to stream church. So who knows what sort of odd and creative things are going to come yeah, from exactly. from this, right? And
4: what about, Melissa, or, I know that you're a critic but do you watch tv also
13: i do i don't watch as much usually uh as other people but i i might start doing that yeah. <laughs> a
14: week <ahead>. yeah. uh, <laughs>
13: and okay. tv critics of course are, are already in a good spot because they get their stuff digitally to begin with so they don't even go to screening rooms like i do right
4: well Alyssa, we, we really appreciate how you uh tell us what we need to know especially things. at a moment like this yeah Absolutely. I'm glad I can be here. (laughs) We are, too. That's Alyssa Wilkinson, film critic at Vox.com.
2: Yeah, follow her on Vox, and she's always active on Twitter as well. Alyssa Wilkinson, Vox.com. Take a break, come back, reset for the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, There's a lot more ahead. Yeah,
4: we're going to talk about the coronavirus, but stuff to lighten your spirit as well. It's a Friday edition, The Ride Home.
6: On your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in and at radio.com.
15: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Saying that outdated federal regulations have hampered the federal government's response to the coronavirus, President Trump has announced a national emergency in order to access funds and authority to meet multifaceted challenges. The president also says he was giving Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar emergency authorities to waive federal regulations and laws to give doctors and hospitals flexibility in treating patients. New York has opened its first drive-through coronavirus testing center in a hard-hit suburb. Aiming to overcome a lag in testing, Governor Andrew Cuomo called a crisis. The six-lane testing center will initially handle 200 people a day, with priority given to residents of New Rochelle, Stocks have clogged back from some of the recent losses. The Dow gained 1,985 points today. The NASDAQ was up 672. This is SRN News. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least
1: of these, it's like we're caring for Him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today?
9: tomatis con tortilla.
5: Only tomatoes with tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week.
1: When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? from your cell phone dial pound 250 and say food dial pound 250 and say food dial pound 250 and say food or give online at wordfm.com i still believe
9: in god's goodness
10: i still believe in hope when things seem hopeless
9: i still believe in family
6: i still believe in god's plan
9: he chose willingly to walk into the fire with her That's what love is. I Still Believe,
1: based on the inspiring true story, starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Shania Twain, and Gary Sinise. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Now playing.
0: Go to IStillBelieveMovie.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com.
10: This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh.
11: Demand the yellow van. Service master.
10: Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage.
11: The man, the yellow man.
13: Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your
10: closet. What happened to us?
13: I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
0: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs, a message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
11: Tonight, breezy this evening, otherwise clear and much colder with a low 30. Tomorrow, sun yielding the clouds with on and off rain and drizzle in the afternoon with a high 45. Tomorrow night, little rain mixing with, then changing the snow in the evening, mostly cloudy with a low 29. Sunday, partly sunny with a high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition. We are in um, a national emergency about uh, an hour and a half or so ago, President Trump took to the uh, Rose Garden at the White House and uh, had a team of medical and uh, corporate uh, bigwigs around him and uh, has declared this a national emergency. He pledges up to federal uh, $50 billion mm-hmm. in federal aid. The good news is, based upon that and a plan that's in place, uh, along with Google and other uh, corporations, mm-hmm. the stock market has taken notice and has surged at the last minute.
4: Yeah. I thought it was a good experience watching the press conference. It wasn't just the president talking. I liked the fact that there were people who were in the private sector who were there. There were elected representatives that were there. It seemed like there was a, a team in place that was familiar with one another and had worked together well. It gave me confidence as an American. It did. I I, I didn't feel Very good, after the president addressed the nation on Monday night. I feel better now. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that this is going to be easy. It doesn't mean, oh, this is no big deal. I think it means it's a a very big deal, and I think we're all going to be challenged. I think here in the Pittsburgh area, we have to ready ourselves for the fact that there are going to be a lot of people we know who are sick, and this is going to be um, a trial for all of us to go through. So get ready. Buckle down. But God hasn't left us. No. And we're going to maintain a sense of winsomeness as we navigate this the best we can. The three of us decided yesterday, along with our boss, Gary, that no matter what happens, we're coming in. We're going to do the show. Um, We think it's important for everybody in media to step up and be present. And if one of us gets sick, we're going to try to, you know, work from home and do the show from there. No. And I would like some kind of, like... A sketch of me or something for this chair should I be the first one to go down
2: I hope you don't go down I hope none of us go I down. hope none of us go I down. Hope nobody in our audience I mean our prayer is this that you join us in prayer that as we know we're entering into these difficult circumstances we don't want to make too much light of it because it is a serious issue we should be we've got the greatest power with us which is our power in prayer and our faith in Jesus Christ so by all means let's utilize that great power At the same time, be diligent, be true to this, and take this all serious.
4: Yeah, take it seriously, but at the same time, don't take yourself too seriously. No, no, Which is why we're trying to maintain a sense of humor on the, uh, what did I call it? I came up with a name for today's show. Would you like to hear what it is? Yeah, sure. The coronavirus, don't touch your face, maintain social distance edition of The Ride Home. Say it again? It's the coronavirus, don't touch your face, maintain social distance edition of The Ride Home. Super
2: duper. Okay. It's the the people are calling it the rune.
4: Yeah, I know that. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. the rune.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I feel good about that. I also am concerned because Mike was watching us closely in Hour 1 of today's show. And if you didn't see Hour 1, all you have to do to see Hour 2 is to log on to Facebook, look at yeah. 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John. I don't think John I was touching my face. Ka- yes. Listen, I, I did the, not. The, the Ride Home with John and Kathy, you can watch the show happen live. And if you miss it live, you can just go home, click on yeah. Facebook, and watch it again tonight. Mike, what were you noticing in Hour
5: 1? In Hour 1, I've been given a face count. I've been... Uh, keeping track of you guys touching your face. Oh, uh, oh my god. I don't god. think I did it one oh, no. time. Uh, Not once. Please tell and us what you've discovered, Mike. Unfortunately, and there has been some face touching. <laughs> Sorry. So right now, yeah. the count is Kathy 2, John Hall 4. Wait a second. 4 I,
2: times. I demand a four, recount. 4 face touches. I don't think touches. I, I, don't think I touched touches. my face at all. Was he, he using
5: We were, you, were you using a paper ballot? I was, I okay. was, and, I and, and to be exact, Kathy touched her chin and swiped the tip of her nose. Uh, John touched his <laughs> ear, chin, mouth, and nose. <laughs> I don't think
2: I did. <laughs>
5: it's amazing he was able to work. Ear, chin, mouth. This is pendant. so much. So, face if anybody touching. is is going to go first right now, I'm sorry to say. Oh, it's me. I got a John. scratch in it. <laughs> That you've got to do.
4: This is really challenging, people. Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. So, my daughter's school was canceled. So, mm-hmm. she's not I'm my high schooler. She's not going to be in school for like until the end of the month. And our college students, we don't know what's going on. We don't know, we what's, don't know going what's going on, going on no, with them. We but we're heard. all going to be together a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three of us in particular. I can't wait to spend this time with you guys.
2: What What are we doing here? Is Are we
4: we're appropriate? Trying, no, we're, we're maintaining social distance. Is
5: this, pro, is no, this appropriate? No, we're, we're too close. We I think you close. have to be at least six feet apart from each other. Six feet? We can't fit in the screen if we're six feet apart. Oh, see, yeah,
2: If we were doing regular radio, we'd be fine. <laughs> But now we're streaming. We can't do Oh, my Someone's going to pay
4: for this okay. and it's going to be us. All right. Let me ask you this. Sunday night, Biden and Sanders, this Sunday, this Sunday are going to have a debate. Mm-hmm. I can't see any upside for Joe Biden in doing this. Why no, is he doing this? I don't
2: know. I think he, if anything, okay, so the president's press conference went was that Monday of this week or Monday Tuesday? night, okay, so
4: was it Monday, I think it was Monday night? He was
2: roundly criticized for being muddled and um he
4: said a couple of things that were factually incorrect about the procedures that they had decided right
2: on. okay, so then of course, perception is everything and so everybody today, had to,
4: everybody had to say that everything is trump's fault because right. that's
2: what everybody always says it's ridiculous, so then today the president came out and had a press conference at three thirty today and whatever so i believe that with biden and bernie this is their shot to look presidential on sunday and they're going to go up open this up i think they're just going to work this they're going to play president
4: so biden has already beaten bernie i mean it's It's not a done deal oh okay but it he it's his lead i gotta look it up his lead lead at this point is almost insurmountable so at All the concerns about Biden and his weird way of talking and his messing up words and his all of that, I can't picture him performing well in an event against Bernie and with all the delegates of these states already pretty much promised. I mean, it's not definitely promised until the convention, but he's won them in the election. How why would he want to risk that? Why would he want to look bad when he doesn't have to he he's already going to have a, a huge uphill climb debating one on one with Donald Trump, in well, my opinion.
2: Here's the deal. So the, the the debate was already scheduled. So for Biden to go no mas, I'm not gonna He's the winner. Then he looks like a quitter.
4: No, he doesn't look like a quitter. He looks like a winner. So. He no. looks like I am so far ahead of you I don't need to talk to you anymore. Because
2: then Bernie could say, Well look, I you know, I had this guy here. Right. Bernie is the loser so far, so
4: he doesn't really have I seriously don't think that Biden should do this. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's only going to bring him down in public perception. It's a done deal. I think it's I, what, what do you think?
2: I'm interested in watching it. I'm not I watching am. it. Oh, I'm going to watch
4: it. I can't watch
2: it. I'm going to watch it. Talking
4: about it now It's theater. I feel nauseated. No, no, it's I theater. I feel absolutely nauseated.
2: I look forward to it. No. I do. But I look what forward to it. What is wrong with you? I look
4: forward. How could you look forward
2: to that? It's political theater. Why not? Uh, two guys don't are in you, the ring you fighting for their any, life.
4: Don't you feel any emotional entanglement where you're going to feel some type of sadness or yes. pathos or embarrassment yes. for yes. the person that performs badly? Oh, always, but you're willing to risk that.
2: I'm watching a Joey Brown movie the other day, and I was getting all anxious. <laughs> Certainly, I can watch Biden and, and Bernie. Oh,
4: I don't know. I don't know.
2: That's
4: I, all. Mike, are you going to watch that? No,
5: Mike's not watching. Well, no, no, I'm not well, watching, watching that. Well, you watching the Pens game instead? You know what? You I was going to game. I'm watch. I am binge watching. All five of the Penguins Cups. Oh! I am. That's okay. a great idea. That's a good...
2: I'm going to binge watch the Mike Duffy King <laughs> <laughs> There Can we,
4: we go. <laughs> I would like to binge that. I'm going to go back oh and, and I'm just going to go,
2: oh, let me see that again. Seriously, for all, all of you who think,
4: what does new Mike look like? Yeah. that's your perfect he opportunity okay. because he, the Mike cam like, hey,
2: I didn't even tell everybody. Well, tell me what. Your weekend's begun. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Is
4: that anticlimactic in the no, 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 coronavirus era?
2: Everyone's going to hunker down, Right. We're all hunkering down. I was thinking about doing, had some weekend plans, going out and about. Nothing. You know I am going to do, though? What? Be outside.
4: Oh, yeah, because it's beautiful be out. Why wouldn't you want to be outside? The
2: spring is almost here. Exactly. It feels like it's springtime.
4: Yeah, we're glad you're along for the coronavirus Don't mm-hmm. Touch Your Face Maintain Social Distance edition of the Ride Home.
2: Okay. We need a tape measure, don't we? Sort of like, give us some space here. Six feet?
4: trying going to separate myself from you with a piece of paper. It's <laughs> coffee.
2: Okay, so it, uh, oh, wait, wait, hold on here. Oh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, did you just get, is she on?
2: Is she are we on? good? Hey, Marsha, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I just made a mess of things. Okay, <laughs> let's not do that there. Okay. Um,
4: we were talking to Marsha. We were okay.
2: going to, but now we're not. W O R D. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite
1: Christian music on the weekends with the best new music.
9: New, new, new
1: music. music from Casting Crowns. Love moved first.
9: Love moved
1: first. See a Victory by Elevation Worship. And Ryan Stevenson with Amadeo Still My God. You're
7: Still My
8: God.
1: The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at CCASchool.com. And
9: behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did homage. homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com.
0: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com
4: No, I think we got it going, right?
2: Okay, we're good. Marsh is here from the Spring House. Marsh, uh, how are things down there with you?
4: Hi, they're good, John. How are you guys holding up? Good. Tell us what the plans are at the Spring House for the weekend.
14: Well, we we feel like people might need to get out somewhere that's not too crazy and have some fun and eat some good food and, yeah. and, and just get away from all the. Of worrying. Yeah, all the so fear. We're having, yeah. So we're going to go on ahead and do our spring ham turkey dinner this Sunday. It's starting at noon, and <clears throat> we'll be doing um, roast turkeys and real homemade stuffing and thickly smoked ham and all the all the favorite springhouse sides to go with it, cabbage and noodles, Alabama, all kinds, of, you know, of course, real mashed potatoes and turkey gravy, and um, about 10 different sides, old-fashioned salad salad like you would have had at a ham dinner when you were growing up. Nice. And then all kinds of yummy desserts, coconut cream pie, German chocolate cake, carrot cake, and it'll be a really yummy day. We're going to have some live music to kick the day off. Oh, great. And uh, we'll be open until seven um, at night. And um, just a great time to come out of the country and, and hang out and just enjoy life for a little bit. Thank
4: Terrific. You. That is a wonderful idea for your weekend. Get out.
2: Take a drive.
4: Enjoy the sunlight.
2: Yep. Have yourself a fabulous meal at the Spring House, turkey with all the fixings. Yeah, enjoy yourself, okay? Spring House. What's a church to do? What is a church to do? Okay, so in the midst of a national emergency, many churches have already canceled services for at least a couple of weeks. Some churches have said, no, 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 we're going to continue to to meet, to worship mm-hmm. together. So how does this work? What, what exactly do we do? Kent Annan is with us. Kent is the Director of Humanitarian and Disaster Leadership at Wheaton College's Humanitarian Disaster Institute, co-founder of Haiti Partners, a nonprofit focused on education in Haiti. He's going to talk to us right now about the coronavirus church manual. Kent, welcome to the show. How are you today?
12: Thanks. I'm great. Uh, Great to be with both of you. Terrific.
4: So, Kent, what we're looking for is practical, efficient, non-fear-based approaches, right? We want people to recognize that there's a God of the universe who knows us, who loves us, that he'll carry us through hard times. He's carried his people throughout history through hard times. This is going to be no different. And yet still, the unknown provides a lot of anxiety to us.
12: Absolutely. What we've been saying is this is a time to be fierce. Uh, faithfully prepared and not fearfully panicked, so I, I really think that faithfully prepared, as you said, is the right thing to do. Uh, God's seen people through times like this before, but also we can prepare in practical ways that will make a difference, especially to protect ourselves and to protect and love our neighbors.
2: good, so Kent roll out the basics for us, Give us you know the things that we need to do as we get uh, we 're fortunate to gather on Sunday with our fellow worshipers. What are those ABCs?
12: Yeah, if we get together, um, you need to be planning together. What we recommend is quickly pulling together, if you don't already, having a health team. So get five to 12 people together, a mix of church staff, uh, maybe communication specialists in your congregation, and health professionals, and say, how can we do church in a way that's going to keep people safe as possible if we're coming together in person? If not, you're going to be planning for how to do it uh, virtually. And uh, what we've been thinking, too, is how do we take care of people who are most vulnerable. Some of that is health, uh, the people who shouldn't be coming out, even if they're healthy, because if they're older or have compromised immune systems, we don't want them coming to church. So how do we protect them? And also, how are we thinking about people who might fall through the cracks and don't have computers or don't have access to technology by, by which we'd be doing most of our communication? So it's getting a health team together. Is a first step that can really help you to make wise decisions and look out for everybody in your church.
4: Okay, I like that. The idea of forming a health team, I had not thought of. So combining people who are medical professionals together with people who are perhaps on staff at a church, they can kind of have dual perspectives. You know, the church staff can talk about what they know about the people who are in the church and the facility, and the health team can speak to issues that might arise.
12: Exactly. And then I think if you add someone, if there's someone who has a communication side, communication is going to be essential right now. And so if you're, uh, we talked about it in two ways. One, communicate how you're going to be communicating so people know what to expect. And then second, thinking about, you know, what are we communicating? When is the time? And we've even talked about some pre-write some of your messages, like if we're going to have service this week or if we're not. And that means you can just be thinking through logistics. Oh, we haven't thought about, you know, if we're going to use Facebook Live or Zoom or what we're going to do, or if we're having church, how are we going to do it? And when you do it that way, the tone's going to be better. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be in a panic, and also you're going to realize some different logistical holes that you can fill before the time comes.
2: That's fabulous. So, Ken, I mean, this is a good thing and, and also a kind of a, an odd thing as well, because I mean, we look at ourselves as American Christians, we really haven't been tested. You know, you look at the rest of the world, so many people are persecuted on a daily basis. Um, We've been sort of fine for decades and decades and decades. This is the first time where people are starting to feel some fear and anxiety. So, you know, the rubber hits the road here.
12: Yeah, and part of of what led me in in writing this manual and my experience in the last 20 years, I've worked with refugees in different parts of Europe, is the refugee camps around the world, and I, I lived in Haiti for a while and uh, worked in Haiti after the earthquake happened 10 years ago. Okay. And uh, you know, so I've been out with the Church of Christ, uh, singing within weeks after the earthquake, singing next to a church that was just a pile of rubble still, and uh, worshiping with people who are still there, being the church with each other, worshiping, doing communion, so this is a trying time, but like exactly what you just said, it's also a time when we need to be the church together and mm. looking out for other people. And this is, this is a crisis, but it's also an opportunity to grow in love.
4: Kent Annan is with us, Director of Humanitarian and Disaster Leadership, Wheaton's College Humanitarian Disaster Institute, and co-founder of Haiti Partners, a nonprofit focused on education in Haiti. Okay, Kent, what about churches that have decided not to meet? Um, how, how do we keep on doing church if we're not going to be together?
12: Uh, A few things I think are important. One is finding the virtual tools, you know, that help you still gather. Um, And then the second is, I I think there's going to be something to even the old school, um, for those of us who are a little bit older like me, um, you know, the old phone chain or the prayer chain that's going around. And so we've been talking with different churches and saying, you know, there are a few different ways to do it, of having a chain throughout, or maybe do people say, find people in the church who are in good situations with family and feel like they have social support. And could you take three to five people who you're going to call once or twice a day and check in on them? People who, when we're doing this social distancing, are really going to—maybe they're vulnerable to depression or anxiety. Maybe they're older and they're not living with anyone, and they're going to be really isolated and lonely during a fearful time. So I think it's steps like that that we need to be doing, is how do we worship creatively together, but also how are we caring for the people who are most vulnerable? And if we can do that, that's going to be part of what, what gets us through this time.
4: What about the conversation that seems to be everywhere from our politicians to the the stuff we're reading online, which is, well, as long as you're not an elderly person who has a a pre-existing condition, you know, the chance of you fighting this off are pretty good. And I think... Well, what about if you are an elderly person and have an underlying condition? I mean, the, like, why? I don't like our language in this regard. Mm. I feel like we need to recognize we're a community. I actually thought that Mike Pence, our vice president, did an excellent job in today's press conference live from the Rose Garden where he said, look, these are the people that birthed us, that raised us, that got us through school. These are our parents. These are our teachers. These are our aunts and uncles. For crying out loud, we need to do our very best for them right now.
12: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it should be easy for us as Christians that so we we're called to love our neighbors and we're called to love those who are most vulnerable, you know, the least of these, children, widows, orphans, like we think of that list. Like right now the people who are vulnerable are those who are older. So when we're making choices, uh as Christians, we're not allowed to just make choices for ourselves we make choices for people who are vulnerable to suffering uh children of god even if they're older children of god right uh, and elderly children of god and so so this is a moment to be guided by by love for our neighbors and and not just concern for ourselves but and we should be concerned for ourselves but it doesn't stop there
2: can't we know that you're from uh, wheaton college how is wheaton uh, responding uh, are you going to keep open or are classes going to be canceled
12: no classes were canceled um just i'm losing track of days this week to be honest yeah. It was either yesterday afternoon or the or the afternoon before right uh so all classes went extended spring break and all classes went uh online so it'll just be virtually and so uh so again it's a chance to be be creative and look out for each other and um and so we're, we're adapting along the way, just like churches and, and workers and everybody around the country is. Okay.
2: Good. I mean, I, I take it as an opportunity because this is, a, you know, a prime opportunity for the church mm-hmm. to be the church. We've always mm-hmm. talked a good games. So now put your faith into action and make yeah. sure that Jesus is with you in every action that you go throughout the day.
12: I completely agree. It really is the opportunity to love, and we want to be humble and want to be careful, um, but also be bold in our love and, and seeing this as an opportunity to serve and to witness to God's love for us
4: okay let me tell you what ken has just told us in case you're just joining us he said these are the things we should do we should in our churches form a health team made up of staff people in the medical community and communicators who are able to handle um, whatever might arise and how to communicate it to the congregation second care for our most vulnerable third find virtual tools for worship and connection and in that regard maybe reinstitute a phone chain or a prayer chain or something like that ken thank you so much for your expertise today
12: yeah, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing and helping people be connected during this time. It's our pleasure. You be safe out
2: there, Kent. We'll take a quick break, come back. we got lots more ahead. Um,
4: the Weekend reviews coming up in just a couple
2: minutes. What did you like? What did you eat? What did you watch? What made you happy? What hacked you off? That's straight ahead.
6: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher.
0: For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their best seller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and
2: get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. You know, uh, Grove City College is on a break right now, like a lot of colleges not a spring break but a winter break so i'm talking to my kid about you know what's going on at grove city and you know he's talking about the choir is having a tour right now you know members of the uh, select choir are in the southeast there's also film festivals that are going on on campus there's all these different things i mean the swim team continues to practice so even as school is at a pause. The education continues to exist at Grove City College. And one of the great things I love about Grove City is that their teacher-to-student ratio, 13 to 1. So for every teacher, 13 kids are engaged. And there's no grad students, no teaching assistants are involved in this. Grove City doesn't do that. So that to me itself also is extremely powerful about the nature and the quality of education at Grove City College.
4: One of the biggest difficulties I had as an undergrad is the fact that until I was probably halfway through my junior year, all of my teachers were TAs. Wow. I mean, that's just the way it was. It's a giant school, it's a public school. I was taking a lot of general ed classes to get them out of the way, and they're not often taught by a professor. It's really frustrating, especially when you're looking at how tuition dollars add up now. Don't you want your kid to be actually taught by a professor? Right. Both John and I have children that go to Grove City, and I can't tell you how much I have appreciated hearing about their classes and hearing
2: about the
6: professors that are actually
2: teaching them. We love it. Check it out online for your child, gcc.edu.
6: Everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
11: Tonight, breezy this evening, otherwise clear and much colder with a low 30. Tomorrow, sun yielding to clouds with on and off rain and drizzle in the afternoon with a high 45. Tomorrow night, a little rain mixing with... Then changing the snow in the evening, mostly cloudy with a low 29. Sunday, partly sunny with a high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
4: So I've labeled today the uh, coronavirus, don't touch your face, maintain social distance edition of The Ride Home. It's a lot. So I'm asking you, John, if you are familiar with this uh, maintain social distance regulation or not regulation, no. recommendation that has come down. This
2: is something new to me. Yeah. Is this something that's been like, you know, a policy that's been in place for a while? Or something? And that's not
4: a policy, but it's a way that we can limit the transmission of a virus. Now, I, I saw videos this morning coming out of Italy. I watched maybe five or six of them um, on I think I might have been on Twitter or Instagram, uh, and they were people from Italy showing what it's like there right now in some of the uh, major cities. And of course, it's shocking because there's Very few people on the street. And all of the major things that a tourist would go to are now closed. But all the markets and bakeries are open. So people are waiting in line. Lines are very, very long. But here's the thing. They're not long because there are so many people trying to jam in. They're long because the people are so respectful. They're maintaining a meter distance between each other. Nice. So there might be 20 people in line, but that's going back, you know.
2: Oh, that's so cool.
4: 30 or 40 meters, and you add you, – so there, there's 100 people in line. You can imagine how long the line is.
2: So the, the good news is then in Italy, people have not only social distance but social manners. Yeah. And I think that's key because pe- we're going to get cranky here real I fast. I agree. I agree. So I hope that you know online rage doesn't transfer into – you know, real-time, in-your-face insanity. I hope not, too.
4: And this whole thing with there not being toilet paper anywhere, to me, is so ridiculous. And here's the thing. If you have a lot of toilet paper, or if you have enough toilet paper, would you just relax it for a minute? Because there there is an element of us caring for each other in society, right? So if you're going in and taking 18 packets of toilet paper, there's somebody who's going Mike. to need toilet paper that's not going to have any. Yeah. What are you talking about? Mike, Mike, did you do that? No,
5: I did not. Okay, I didn't think you did. I, I was at the store yesterday, and I, the store I, that
4: you told me not to go to yes. because it was so chaotic. I, pre- was, I appreciate the text warning you gave me, by the way. There was two packs left.
2: Yeah. What's going on with the mic cam?
4: I like. The, where is the mic cam? Let's What's get the right mic here, cam right? up. Right. Yeah, there, yeah. It well, so
2: there it is. Was he wearing a
5: T-shirt today? Well, because it it's Casual Friday. Oh. It's
4: super hot in here. It's I casual. I, I appreciate this casual look that we've all got today. It, this, like is, this is a thing that we have going forward. If you're wondering what we're talking about, we're streaming now on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or 101.5 Word mm-hmm. FM on Facebook. You can watch the show. And, you know, we've been, like, dressing up. We're trying to put our best foot forward. We're professional people. But on Fridays, it's going to look like this.
2: And Mike's going to do an oil change. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
4: Which is good because
2: I That's right. I mean, you know, I was wearing a tie. All of a sudden, I would, like, become Bill Burns <laughs> or Ray Tannehill. I mean, what the heck? I've been doing this radio show forever. We've been sitting around here. Right. Generally, listen, generally I sit like this. Right. We're used talking, to, where are you? I'm talking. All of a sudden, on. I'm like bolt upright and all sweaty, and I, got like, I get all anxious. I, I've been off my game here. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Oh, smokes. Although, I just touched my oh, face. There's five. Oh, jeez.
4: Mike Duffy, keeping a count on how many times John and I have touched our face, do you have an updated number? Five. John Hall, five. Kathy, two. Thank you. <laughs> The Pens might not be playing, but John and I are. Right. Okay, so will you maintain social distance if you have to go to the store or some establishment this evening, John? Here's the
2: deal. In the best of times, I keep social distance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just do. You know, I I like people, but I, yeah, but I don't want to be around much. them. Just not much. That's all. And let,
4: I- let me bring up again the Babylon Bees headline today. Nation's nerds wake up in utopia where everyone stays inside, sports mm-hmm. are canceled, and social interaction forbidden.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's good. Um, a guy came to the door today. I was uh, here in the studio alone, and uh, somebody came to the door. He was looking for a new mic. I kept my social distance. Did you? I said, "Hey, tear." Yeah, said, yeah hey, I can't nice see you. Yeah, I did. I waved to him. Have what you mean?
4: done any aberrant behaviors in the last week? With with the amping up of the angst every day.
2: Define that. What are you talking uh, well, about? Well, I think
10: you need
4: to define it for yourself. Aberrant I mean, what behavior. Do
2: you, what do you is, mean?
4: Is there any? Is there anything? Anything that you feel like you've done in your personal life which is unusual? Because of the
2: increased anxiety level. Uh, anything that's unusual. Uh-huh. No, no, really, no. Like you haven't
4: been eating different things or you haven't been like no. binge watching something no. or you haven't you all of a sudden you decided to paint your bathroom. or
2: Although, um, <laughs> no. Um, last night, though, I said to my wife, do we have any. Um...
4: <laughs> See, I knew no. there was something, Mike.
2: Do we have any. Um, what's the stuff like in the old days with, with your typewriter? Uh, the, oh, whiteout! Yeah, the, uh, a year or so ago, a year or so ago, I was about, moving something about to get good. I was moving something in our in our bedroom, and I bumped the ceiling, and I made like this little tiny indentation, a little tiny indentation. Yeah. And I've been looking at that thing for a, about a year, seriously. And I said, "Do we have any of that? You know, that typewriter stuff?" And she was like, "We haven't had that for like 15 years, because I was going to do some painting right. yeah. with with the typewriter stuff."
4: Yeah, that's good. So that that's that's your aberrant behavior,
2: kind of. That's, I
4: got nothing. Good night.
2: No, I've been going to bed really early.
4: Oh, I've been going to bed really late. Have you? Really late. I, like, too. I was up until 3 in the morning one, one night this week. How do you do that?
2: And I was up until 3 in the morning. No, no, no.
4: Yeah, that's my aberrant behavior.
2: I'm going to bed like at All 9, 9.30. Remember
4: I mentioned a couple of weeks ago we were talking in, in a Week in Review, which, by the way, we're going to do in just a minute, that I started watching The Mentalist. Oh, yeah. Remember? Which is a procedural drama on CBS. I finished it. Really? I watched every episode. I watched Gee the whole darn you're... thing. Really? Yeah. I think in, in a month, I watched seven seasons.
2: That's, that's sickening behavior. That There's shit.
4: something wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong. Because if you're doing that, then everything else is going by the wayside. Well, Aren't you like, what I about your taxes?
4: I didn't invite your personal judgment you're of me. Pro- I'm trying to say that we're all acting well, differently, and that's sec. my way.
2: You're asking me for like you know for details of aberrant behavior. You don't think I'm going to judge and comment <laughs> on aberrant behavior? I mean, I think I
4: am. Mike, do you have any aberrant behavior you want to share? Yeah, look
2: uh, at him right now. That's aberrant. Yeah, this is aberrant. Give me the mic can. There you go. <laughs> there look we go.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow I'm doing my taxes. Okay. Oh, Finally. Okay. That's okay. good. Supposed to do them like a month and a half ago. No, yeah. no, you got plenty of time. Our taxes are done. Oh, sure. Oh, show am mm,
4: sorry. I, it had nothing to do with me. It was my husband. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, then,
5: uh, and then I'm thinking about uh, going to John's house. Don't come Good, over. Good, you should. Don't come over. You should. You should I, go to John's house. I, I, I'm, I'm dying for some fruit
4: cocktail. Yeah, and they're yeah. the only ones that have it. Yeah. Don't. Allegheny County.
2: Do not. I'm not answering the door. He won't <laughs>
4: g- I am not. He, he won't give you the maraschino cherry, though. Please, he's please. very, he's very proprietary about it. I hope I don't
2: see anybody until Monday. Oh,
4: for heaven's sake, I'm telling you the truth. Coming up next, it's the week in review. John and I take a look back at. The last Saturday. <laughs>
2: Just telling the truth. The best don't come around. The
4: best in the worst. Hit the button for crying out loud. That's coming up on the uh, coronavirus. Don't touch your face. Maintain social distance edition of the ride home.
10: 101.5
1: WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music.
0: New, new. new music.
1: New music from casting Crowns, Love moved first. Love moved first. See a victory by Elevation Worship. I'm gonna see a victory. And Ryan Stevenson with Amadeo, Still My God. You're
0: still my God. The
1: best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers.
0: 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure.
9: Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE.
0: 844-45-BIBLE. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade.
3: Schedule a personal tour during Admissions Week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news, and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Guys,
0: looking for spiritual food during Lent? The Catholic Men's Fellowship of Pittsburgh presents a free half-day workshop for men that will feed your soul. Be not afraid. called to discipleship. Saturday, March 14th at McKee's Rocks Holy Trinity Church, noon to 5. Popular speaker and retreat leader Dave Van VanVinkle explores fellowship formation and casting into the deep for the next generation. Confession and Mass to follow. Visit the Catholic Men's Fellowship of Pittsburgh at cmfpitt.org. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's week in
1: review.
2: Okay, it's time. The week in review. It's been quite a week. A week like any other.
4: We had a guest on a couple uh, segments back who said, I- "I've lost track of what day it is.
2: Mm-hmm. I- I'm not.
4: Monday. I'm not sure what days what happened on what day. Right. There's a lot going on." So I think that this is the uh, opportunity that we need to look back and say, okay, this is what happened. Let's, so, take you know, how, let's take stock. Let's see what was important to us, what we did with our time, and uh, see if anything was valuable at all. Was anything valuable at all? I think oh, it very was much so, valuable. Yeah. All right, Mike, would you hit it, please?
2: What was everyone talking about this week? Yeah, uh, The Pirates?
4: Yeah, nobody was talking about the Pirates. No.
2: Well, only because they canceled spring training.
4: Right, which was a blessing for all of us because who are we kidding?
2: Right, so everyone, of course, is obsessed with the coronavirus, the Rona, as it's been known. It's the
4: only thing
2: to talk about. Right.
4: Which is annoying. We're trying to do a show here on a daily basis. We want to introduce other things to talk about, while at the same time be relevant. It's hard to know how much to talk about it and how much is too much.
2: Right. The Rona. That's what everyone's talking about. All Mike, right. what do you got? What no. do you got?
5: He's... What do I have? Yeah, what do you have? I got nothing. Okay, okay. then hit us with number two. All righty.
9: What was a conversation that
2: made you think?
4: On Monday's show at a little after 5 o'clock, we talked to W. David O. Taylor. Yes, that is a man who has two initials Mm -hmm. in his name. But he wrote this book on the Psalms called Open and Unafraid. The Psalms is a guide to life. And this is the guy who put together the video that millions of people watched about three or four years ago that included Bono and Eugene Peterson dialoguing about their experience in the Psalms. This video was so beautifully done. I've watched it a ton of times. Anyway, it was a real honor to speak to him about what that experience was like, about those two men, about their interaction. The
2: idea came in a dream.
4: Yeah, and I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. Which I love so much. The idea came in a dream. Who has
4: a dream that they should bring Bono and Eugene Peterson together?
2: And 600 conversations later, he made it work. That's so cool. Yeah,
4: it really is. Anyway, that's the conversation that made me think. Oh, and his book, let me just tell you it's called Open and Unafraid The Psalms as a Guide to
2: Life. Okay. So um, I went and got some gas. And uh, you know the receipt. I like the receipt coming out of the pump, right? So the receipt didn't work. It said go in and you know get one from the clerk. So I went in anyway. Uh, I had this conversation with the clerk while I'm while I'm waiting for the, her to like hand write me the receipt. We were talking about what's happening, and I said, you know, something to the effect of, "Well, you better be careful out there. I, I, you know, I, I hope that you know your family and friends are okay." And she said, "Nobody knows me, honey. Nobody even cares about me." And I thought. Baby, I said, no, come on, that's not, be, that's not really true. And She said, no, 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 I'm telling you the truth. Nobody really knows me. Nobody really cares about me. So I've been thinking about that woman. And I think about how many people that are like that, that, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have family. They've pulled themselves away from friends. And they think in their heart of hearts that nobody knows them and nobody cares about them. So here we are ready to hunker down. There's a lot of lonely people who are going to be even more lonely. And I don't know what the answer of that is is, about how to connect with people, but we really have to make sure that people are not in despair as we are ready to be. Because we've got family. We've got friends. But there are people out there, so let's think less of ourselves during this time and make sure that we connect with those who are lost and alone.
4: Wow, that's really good. All right, Mike number three
2: what did you eat we went to uh, this restaurant we uh, the other day we went to bacon in Carnegie
4: and what Mike did was wrong there
2: what what he ordered Mike ordered a one pound bacon sandwich.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one pound of bacon. One
2: whole pound of bacon. No, it's not. It's too much, Mike. It's way too much. It was so good. Here's the deal: you had half of it, so you had half a pound. Mm -hmm. Now today, I was so busy, I didn't have time to have lunch. I came in and I had half of your half. That was enough. Isn't it good though? It's very good, but that's a lot of bacon.
5: It's one of those. Mm -hmm. It's one of the types of food where it's just so good you don't care how much you're eating. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I I, understand that. I
2: don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I understand that. It's because you're going to get sick. (laughs) No, you're not. You Mm -hmm. are. Okay, so I, I had a bacon. I had a breakfast sandwich, which was which like I love. Two soft eggs, some peppered bacon, lettuce tomato make mm. lettuce, uh, some arugula mm. uh, with some home fries. Yes. Man, that was good. Yes. So high marks for that restaurant. Yeah, that bacon.
4: Delicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, this week I've been in yeah. a lot. I guess I'm going to be in a lot more in the yeah. next couple of weeks. I've been thinking about basic staples.
2: <laughs> like. Ba-
4: The things that I come back to, we all do that in our own diets. Like, there are just things that we land on repeatedly. Yeah. There are two things that I land on repeatedly that I just love as much today as the first time I tasted them.
2: Which is is what?
4: Natural peanut butter.
2: Mm. Really?
4: I love it so much. Smuckers, natural peanut butter. Yeah. I mean, you give me your Jif, your Skippy, your Peter Pan, whatever. That stuff is so rudimentary in its taste, its fullness, its texture. When you go natural peanut butter, people, it is so good.
16: Really? I love it.
4: All right. I love it. Now, you doing chunky or creamy? I always do creamy only because I think it's easier to stir.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So I'm, you know, and I'm the one in the family that does the stirring because my other, uh, my lovelies, my husband and my daughter—they don't like to stir at all. So they're they're going to go with the GIF thing because it's easier.
2: When you're doing peanut butter, are you doing just like peanut butter plain, or are you doing peanut butter and celery? I'm or doing, are you doing no, peanut butter I, on bread.
4: It's a, bananas. It's a wise question you've asked. Thank you. Because I always go first to peanut butter and banana. Oh. If the banana and all I do is I cut up my bananas and I just put my peanut butter on a plate and then I just mix them together. It is delicious. I will never do that. It is delicious. One of my very favorite things. I really? love it. And it, it can only be accompanied by a tall glass of rich chocolate Ovaltine. Oh,
2: oh there you lost. Well, you're like in sixth grade again. Exactly. Huh? That's ex-
4: that is what. It, and you put ice in it. All right. That yeah, because it's just that good. Yeah. Also, in a pinch though, and I did this uh, recently, Mike. You two peanut butter and jelly on a rice cake.
5: Oh yeah, worst, worst. that's
4: good. You got the texture. Yes, it's gluten free, so mm-hmm. it's good for you.
2: Because uh, that's Mike's into the health. Well, right? I mean, he's, he's trying healthy. to
4: be gluten free. You know why he's, he's eating crying. a pound of bacon? You know, Is sitting. Mike, do, Mike doesn't have celiac. <laughs> mean, gluten though. He's eating wait, a pound of bacon. Mike, Mike doesn't have celiac disease, but he doesn't eat gluten because his wife says it makes him, makes cranky. him cranky.
2: Oh, you know that. Uh, none of us. It.
4: None of us want Mike cranky. <laughs> we see him cranky. Number four.
2: What did you watch? Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched because I saw it in the theaters, and now it's streaming, um, and I would highly recommend it. Nineteen Seventeen, oh. please. I
4: really want to see it. Well,
2: then you should. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a fine, fine movie. There's all, all these Academy Award films now are online. You know, I might have to pay. I think I paid four bucks for it. It was well worth it. So please, Nineteen Seventeen. Man, Mike, Sam have Mendes. you seen
5: it? No, I've been dying. To yeah, see me too. It, it's me streaming. Too. It's on okay. Prime. Okay. That's Excellent. That's a good word. Highly recommend it. That's a good word.
2: Yourself?
4: I found one of my all-time favorite live music concerts on YouTube that I've ever seen in my life. I've seen so many. First of all, I've seen a lot of live concerts. But I've watched a lot of live concert videos. Yeah. This one by Wolfpack at Madison Square Garden in December is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, how much have I talked about? Are you oh, guys forever. sick of me talking about it? Yeah, no. you
2: have talked about. It I've a lot. watched
4: it every single night this week. What? Every night I go home from work, I change my clothes, and I put that video what? on. <laughs> it is that good, and I am that simple.
2: Okay, Wolfpack
4: at Madison Square Garden. How
2: about the little video you showed me of a uh, back the... pocket? Yeah,
4: by Wolfpack. Is that one of no, the no 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 oh, no 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 what? the boy and the girl? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's back, back pocket. pocket. Yeah, by
5: Wolfpack.
2: That's a fabulous. Isn't that one
5: video. of the sweetest videos would you, you've ever you seen? We post
2: that on our, on our I Facebook. I would, because everyone should watch I think that. So it too. is that good. Have you seen It'll it make, make
5: Mike? you happy. It does. It, I was just going to say that their type of music just sparks joy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And don't we need that right now? Yes, Of absolutely. course we do. Everybody should listen to Wolfpack. That's V U L F P
4: E C K. Make yourself happier.
2: I'm Maria Kondo. You know what sparks joy? Me with looking at Mike in his t shirt.
5: Mike, next.
11: What hacked you off? I'm so sick.
5: Uh-oh.
4: of everybody trying to blame the coronavirus on somebody. Oh, I... I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I cannot tolerate it. If I hear one more person or say or read one more article about how this is the president's fault, it is revolting. Mm. That it's a virus. It's not somebody's fault. And the fact that we are so limited in our understanding that when some natural disaster happens, we have to point the finger at a human and say, how could you? We don't know anything about the history of life on this planet. We know nothing about it. There are things that happen that we all have to deal with. We're all going to make mistakes. Hopefully all of us are also going to make some good decisions. None of us is perfect. If you're looking at local authorities or elected representatives or the head of your school board or whatever to be perfect all the time, you're going
2: to be disappointed all the time. Mm, That's good. Okay. Well, I'll see that. Um, What hacks me off is just generally we complain too much. Right? I mean, everyone's I? complaining all the time about everything. If this thing is going to put anything that's going to crystallize, it's going to show how good this country is, how wonderful the world is, how short our life is, how powerful our connections are with each other, and the beauty of this all. Okay, things are going to happen. Let's stop complaining. Let's count our blessings. Let's do due diligence. And let's hope for the best Right? right? And let's put ourselves before the Lord of the universe, yep. submit ourselves humbly. Yeah. Stop complaining. Let's just get on with it. That's all I say. Next, Mike.
9: What was the best news you heard this week?
4: I love this story so much. Listen to this. There's a Muslim politician running for a seat in Congress in the 1st district of Virginia. Okay? His name is Kasim Rashid. He received a series of racist messages messages from a constituent on Twitter, okay? Mm -hmm. The man who messaged him in such a negative fashion was a 66-year-old man who lives in Fredericksburg. He's been struggling to pay the bills since his wife suffered a pulmonary embolism that wiped out their retirement savings. Okay. In addition to having a modest income of just thirty eight thousand dollars a year, Dylan and his wife have been coping with soaring insurance rates and a house that is not handicap accessible. Okay? So he reaches out in anger, he says horrible things about this guy who's running for office, Kasim Rashid. Horrible things. When the guy who's running for office hears about the dude, reads the racist messages, he's obviously upset. But then he finds out about the dude's financial difficulties. He decides to donate to the guy's GoFundMe campaign, Whoa. and he encourages his community of voters on his website to do the same thing. Really? So all sorts of his social media followers start donating money to the guy who sent the racist messages to the congressman, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy who receives all of these donations to his GoFundMe pa- campaign her page his, is so shocked that this money is coming in. He realizes where it's from. He sees what's happened. And also, so do a lot of the people who know his story. He sends a letter and he says this, Mr. Rashid, you have humbled me with your graciousness and your kind words. You cannot imagine how uplifting it is to see gifts such as yours start to come in. Given how I have misspoken about you in public and on Facebook, I am truly shocked that you have shared my wife's plight and my plight with your supporters. Now I have to reassess my opinion about you and your platform. Fabulous. So now they're meeting in person. They said the guy who is running for office says it's been an amazing week of eye and heart opening enlightenment. Excellent.
2: That's the best of people, isn't it? Isn't
4: that? That's what you're talking about. Best
2: news. Okay, best news for me, China. Because at first, China was like, oh, no, China, the roof's falling in. They're not being sincere. They're not being upfront about this. Now it looks like China's in uh, the flow, if we can believe China, of the coronavirus. So if China can do it, so can we. Let's
4: hope for the best. All
2: right. All right. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review.
16: It's that time of the year at the spring house in 84. It's dairy farm tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Spring House in 84.
0: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need EK Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, EK Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Napa Auto Parts believes every driver deserves quality parts. That's why you can do it yourself at a Napa Auto Parts store or have it done for you at a Napa Auto Care Center. Either way, that's Napa know-how. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com.
4: I think it's important to keep in mind that the reason that we don't know that there are any coronavirus cases in Allegheny County is just because people haven't been tested. There is I'm sure there's coronavirus here. And so when we start seeing numbers, I don't want people to freak out. This is just this is what it's going to be. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Right.
2: Yeah. You going to go out? Well, you got plans for the I, weekend? I'm
4: going to Well, I don't have plans for the weekend in particular, but I I'm I'll probably be at the strip tomorrow. Walking around. Yeah, walking around. Sure. I mean, wash your hands. I don't want to be weird. I'm not going to, you know, hug all the people at the uh, establishments that I'll be visiting. But, I mean, I don't want to stay in my house for two weeks, unless I'm the one who's sick. Right. Well, are you going to go out?
2: Probably not. I'm going to be in my backyard.
4: Are you? Okay. If I invite you over, are you going to come? No. Mike, he's not coming.
5: I'm not surprised.
2: Wait. (laughs) Do you seriously want me to sit next to you on your day off? We sit next to each other. Five days a week. That was so awesome. I'm going to come by come your house and sit next to you. So, want invite you want to invite Duff over too? Yeah. The three of us. Yeah. That's what we're going to do on a day off.
5: We're going to tell Can our. Can we not
2: see enough of each gonna other? We're going to tell
5: our spouses. Hey, guess what we're doing today? I'm going to hang out with John and Mike and eat fruit cocktail together. Fruit
4: you know what would be here. interesting is if we added up the hours that the three of us are together, and then the hours each of us are with our spouses. Oh, there's yeah. no doubt. I oh, mean, oh. we're we're together way more. Oh, without a doubt. It's yeah. amazing they tolerate us. I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey we want to thank everybody uh the yeah. food for the poor campaign we, we sure do we you want guys. to thank you all
4: for watching if you didn't get a chance to see the show you can log on tonight on facebook 101.5 word fm watch the show okay. say hi leave us a comment
2: we're still getting used to it. at least i am have
4: all a right. great weekend okay,
9: bye.
13: bye
2: the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem
9: media group